Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we are continuing our journey through um, our series on uh, wisdom literature, how to live life well. And today we're going to think about the book of Job. Um, I think the book of Job is a masterpiece. It's a literary masterpiece. Um, Not all of the Bible... Is a, is a literary masterpiece. I mean, if you read St. Paul, man, some of those sentences are long. I'm sure an English teacher would want to correct him, although he didn't speak English. But I digress. Job is a masterpiece, and it's part of the wisdom literature. And what it's trying to do is say, how do you address, how do you face and live life and cope as a person of faith when suffering comes, and it's the kind of suffering um, that you don't deserve, right? So sometimes people suffer because they make really dumb decisions, and they know they made a bad decision, and other people know they made a bad decision. Most people don't, you know, that doesn't challenge most people's faith because we look at that and go, that's common sense. Of course, I get that. We don't like it, um, but, you know, if you... um, are terrible with money and make bad decisions with it, and then you are broke, well, you know, that's what happens when you do that. And, of course, the book of Proverbs really addresses things like that. Um, But there are times when things happen that are out of the ordinary. They're not the typical kind of suffering. And Job is an example of that. And here's the way way it kind of works, the way the, the, the... the story works. It begins with heaven, and we get to see what's in heaven, but Job and the other people in the book don't. And we see that Satan, the accuser, comes before God and says, hey, you know, um, I I want to have an argument with God, and he wants to talk about suffering, and basically God says, you've thought about Job, and, and Satan says, well, Job serves you because everything goes well. You know, so God says, okay, well, do do, do, do what do you want to do? Let's see. And so, and so all these, this long list of terrible things happen. He loses his children, loses his home, loses his wealth, loses his health. Uh, his friends kind of become not friends. He's just all alone. He's miserable. He's suffering. And he knows it's unjust. And so then the rest of the book is this long poem. And it's Job kind of making his case before God and and basically saying, you know, God, you know, you're not fair. What's going on here? And then he has these friends that keep coming to him and in different ways say, Job, you sinned. And here's the sin you committed. And here's why you're suffering. You need to repent. It'll go away. And, and, you know, he argues and says, no, I'm not. I'm telling you, I didn't sin. And it just goes back and forth and back and forth. I mean, it is, it is driving the point home. This guy is suffering, and it's no fault of his own. Finally, Job says, I want an audience with God. So he gets his audience with God, and God shows up, and it's the final part of the book. And what God does is he does not explain what's going on to Job. He doesn't solve the riddle. He doesn't tell him, quote, why he's suffering. He just begins this this presentation to Job of all the things God has made, all the things God controls, 
and ask Job if he understands all that. And the answer from Job is no. So why does God do this? Well, as you, as you read and reflect upon, upon this book, you see what God's doing is saying, Job, listen, you're really suffering. And, and man, this is terrible. But there are just things that are beyond what you can know. And, and I'm saying to you that I'm with you and you can trust me. And so it, it, where the book ends up is it doesn't give a rational explanation for why unjust suffering happens. It says it happens. Probably happens to all of us eventually. Some people it happens very egregiously in horrible, horrible ways. And the book does not diminish that at all. It's not glib at all about that. It's not like, oh, it's really not that bad. No, it's really, really, really bad. And the book says, but in the end, each one of us have a choice. We can choose to say, God doesn't know what he's doing. Or we can say, I don't understand what's going on. If we decide that God doesn't know what he's doing, then we're left on our own with evil suffering. Or we trust God, and at least we can find hope in the midst of it. And of course, the book has a happy ending because Job is fully restored. Now, a couple things about it. This is wisdom literature, number one. So it's proverbial, not promise-filled. It's a, it's a narrative. Well, it's actually not a narrative. It's a poem. And it's a, it's kind of like Shakespeare. You know, when you read Shakespeare plays, they're actually poetry. They use iambic, iambic pentameter, a certain form of poetry. This whole book is poetry. And... The whole the you have to read the whole book. This is a book where it's really not good to like pull verses out of context because a whole lot of the book is just wrong. The guys who are talking to Job they're incorrect. So you have to read the whole story from from verse one to the last verse, the whole thing, and you have to realize it's meant to give you the help you need to cope with the kind of suffering that's beyond what we can we can process. And so the book, of course, is part of the whole canon of Scripture. And now we live on the other side of Jesus. So when we read Job, we have an extra set of lenses we bring to it. And those lenses are this. The God who met Job at the end of Job and said, you just you can't fully understand. Like I, It's just things about the universe you can't comprehend, Job. And you may not know what purpose I have in this. You wouldn't understand if I told you, God, trust me. We now know that same God became one of us and went all in to our brokenness, went all in to our suffering, went all in to what Job went through. In a sense, Job is a pointer to Jesus himself and and what Jesus walked through. The deepest rejection, the deepest brokenness, the deepest evil, the deepest victimization. Jesus stepped into that and entrusted himself to the Father and did that so that we can be brought out of that kind of suffering. Not in this life, not in this life, but the promise of of eternity. And so Job helps us process that kind of stuff. And it's kind of like what what the book of Ecclesiastes does to our um, myth of religious fulfillment. It kind of says, um, You'll never figure it all out. You've got to decide whether God is good or bad. And you've got to decide whether God is trustworthy or not. 
And you have to decide whether he knows best or you knows best. And it really points to that direction and invites us to trust in the goodness of God. That's Job. God bless and have a great day.